You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. The week we've been waiting for, the Monday we've been waiting for, lots to get to. So your latest Lockdown Browns as we kick off first day of free agency, the first week of free agency, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, at Lockdown Browns, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you are subscribed, rate, and review, joined by underscore Pete Smith, at underscore Pete Smith underscore Mr. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated as we break down the Browns' first signing in the 2021 NFL free agency cycle. Interestingly enough, he is a former third-round pick, number 91 overall, which the Browns currently hold in this year's draft. John Johnson III, uh, former safety from Boston College, as I said, third-round pick four years ago to the Los Angeles Rams, now has signed with the Cleveland Browns. John will not turn 26 years old until early December for everybody who is shopping for free agents in the thirties. That is not what an analytic team does. Two seasons in his NFL career over 100 tackles per currently, I'm sorry, wore the green dot this season as the signal call signal caller on defense for the Los Angeles Rams while at safety 32 career pass deflections, one forced fumble, Eight interceptions, jersey number 43, I will take it all back, 43 rocks. I will stand for it forever. Pete, two cycles in now, young general manager Andrew Barry. Last year, top offensive tackle on the market, top tight end on the market. God knows what the Saints' plan is for Marcus Williams or whatever other safety you want to talk about. I will take John Johnson, and we will look at Joe Woods and say, Joe, you deserve this one. This one's for you. Thanks for biting the bullet for a year, but go show us what you're capable of as a defensive coordinator. John Johnson is the best player the Browns could have gotten at the open market. Um, He is everything the Browns want uh, for this defense and what Joe Woods wants to do. Um, he is a really, really good coverage safety. Uh, he's a, a quality run defender and he is a guy who, um, can be the quarterback of the defense, which I think was a huge selling point. Um, he was the green dot helmet, um, relaying all the calls to the field, with the Rams, uh, you know, for a team like the Browns that doesn't want to be sort of tethered to a particular linebacker, at least right now, um, that's important because now they don't have to sort of keep guys out there just to make relay calls. Uh, he goes to free safety, which frees up Grant Delpit and Ronnie Harrison to sort of do a number of different things. I think nominally, Grant Delpit would be the strong safety and Ronnie Harrison would be the rover, but you know, you can do a lot of different things with that. For example, if you run, you know, cover three and you drop your corners back and your free safety, 
and divide the field into thirds, then Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit can theoretically both. Uh, and then, uh, you know, both Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit have uh, experience playing in the slot, in the alley. Uh, Harrison did it this year with the Browns, and then Delpit did it last year with, uh, or I should say he did it in his career with LSU. So from that standpoint, you know, Joe Woods has said he wants to be able to disguise coverages, and Johnson's a guy who can play man or zone, so you can easily see scenarios where Delpit would end up being that free safety spot uh, while Johnson is in man coverage or something else, something along those lines. But he immediately becomes the second best player on your defense behind Miles Garrett. He's only 26. Uh, you know, he's here for three years, and they got him for under budget. I, I'm still amazed at the number uh, he re- he signed for, at least reportedly. Um, and we'll see what the structure looks like. But I would have been perfectly happy with three years, $42 million, and, and it, see, the number being reported is – 37, 33.75 million, which to me is a steal. So uh, I think it's a huge win. They got the guy they wanted, uh, the guy that st- stood out to make all, made all the sense in the world for this team to get. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's a big win and sort of works as evidence that what they're doing here is working in terms of that sales pitch. And, and some of that was, at least if you go by the reports, the other teams that were interested in John Johnson were the Detroit Lions. Uh, the GM there was with the Rams, uh, knew him from there. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, new head coach, uh, new GM. And uh, who am I? Oh, the Philadelphia Eagles, new head coach. So of those, not only are the Browns the best team, they're also the team with, wait for it, the most continuity, uh, which is not where they usually are. They have guys going into their second year of a system. So those are all selling points. And, and you know, Joe Woods, uh, some people don't like him, whatever, but Kevin Stefanski is sort of firmly entrenched in his spot. So Joe Woods gets, you know, a, a big-time player uh, and a guy who can really let him run the defense that he really wants to as opposed to being playing the defense he sort of has to because of injuries or just lack of personnel. Um, you know, as we spoke a ton, you know, during the season, it, a lot of it was is, all right, well, I have to start Robert Jackson. All right, well, this is what we can do with what we have available to us. Um, COVID certainly played, you know, an infinite role within all of that as well. And then there was just the fact of losing a player like Grant Talbot, not having a greedy Williams. Uh, and then, you know, players shuffling in and out, you know, Miles Garrett due to COVID. Uh, other players, uh, the linebacker position, you know, yes, it, it was good for what they, you know, put in, you know, for what they invested into it, but, you know, certainly not, you know, up to snuff to, you know, what other, you know, some other linebacker tandems that are put out there on game day, which we told you, which Joe Woods told us essentially 14 months ago, what his intentions were, what he was eventually hoping to do and was never given the opportunity. You bring in a player like John Johnson, and now we're talking about legit experience, Super Bowl experience, conference game experience, things that some of these players on the Browns have not been to yet. The fact that he is just a kid, um, you know, he's very close in age with Ronnie Harrison, Grantel, but obviously a little bit younger than these guys, similar in age to Denzel Ward. 
and you just continue, Pete, to bank on this nucleus, and you love to hear things like, he came here for less money. Well, when you look at Detroit right now, why in the world ever would you go there? You look at Jacksonville, sure. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning. None of us know anything. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, this is, and I love that you said this, you know, you were looking for something that looked sustainable, something that looked legitimate. And this is what Josh Johnson saw with his franchise. And the Rams, who basically played pass rushers and a ton of defensive backs, Josh, Jan- Josh Johnson. And I'll tell you right now, I mean, for the Rams, if you told me it was Leonard Floyd or it was Josh Johnson, Pete, I know it's got him signing, dude. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm curious to see what the real money is on that Leonard Floyd deal. That's that's outrageous on its face. And yes, uh, John Johnson's certainly a, uh, a more valuable player. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's 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 a big deal. I, and I don't know if that's true. That may be an agent trying to sell something. Wouldn't surprise me if the Lions offered more money. Uh, they were pushing pretty hard for him. Uh, the GM was respond, you know, a, a big factor and a big proponent for getting him in the Rams with the Rams initially. But you know, John Johnson has seen Jared Goff. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if he was ready for more Jared Goff than he's already had. So, you know, who knows? I mean, Jacksonville's certainly throwing some money around, largely to players that don't matter. And you know, Carlos and- Hyde, Pete. What are you talking about? They signed Carlos Hyde. You know, Steve Spurrier is very excited for what Jacksonville's building. But, uh, the, <laughs> look, I mean, the, the Browns, again, they got the, the best player they could have gotten. Unless Marcus Williams was not tagged or the, the Saints decided to pull back, pull the franchise tag off of him, which doesn't seem likely, um, he was the best guy. I mean, you, you know, Shaq Barrett, if he was going to leave Tampa, you could make an argument for him. But, I mean, even J.J. Watt, as good as he might have been, John Johnson is better because he's got a little more, he's younger uh, and has more of a healthy track record. Again, it's about if you're trying to sort of define what Joe Woods wants this defense to be, John Johnson is sort of the, you know, that's the identity they want, Um, you know, and and we'll see what else they want to do. Clearly they they want to get a veteran pass rusher, uh, maybe more than one, um, especially after getting rid of, Adrian Claiborne, and then I'm, you know, I, I hope that they go get and get a veteran nose tackle. I, I don't think they're going to cost very much. Uh, although three technique money's gotten nuts, which I which I knew it would. Um, so scarce, scarce market. I, well, yeah, I mean the draft is just awful for that position, and so you you gotta you gotta get one while you can get it. So, um, I would love to see the Browns go out and get Tyson Alualu from the Steelers. Uh, he's a great, great player who's having sort of a, a Clayus Campbell type run in his thirties where he's been fantastic the last four years uh, and would be great with Andrew Billings at that nose spot and really hammer that position down. Uh, but it really does seem like everything is sort of waiting for um, these pass rushers to get sorted out. If it's Trey Hendrickson, if it's Carl Lawson, I hope it's not Bud Dupree because I just don't see it with him. But uh, the guy I keep, I keep watching out for is to Karis McKinley. Uh, if he's the guy who's going to get sort of squeezed on money, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if the Browns were to sign him. 
Uh, obviously, they've they've tried to claim him four different times. So those are the things I'm looking for. I continue not to expect much of anything at linebacker unless it's re- basically resigning B.J. Goodson, and there's no hurry to do that. Um, and the longer things take at wide receiver, the less likely I think it is the Browns will make a move at wide receiver. But we'll see. I, I don't expect Higgins will be back. Um, I, I, you know, I think the Browns have essentially decided that it's going to be Landry. Um, I don't agree with that, but Hey, that's where apparently going, um, you know, as, as I'm watching Corey Davis get less money than still Landry's getting. And I would take Corey Davis in a heartbeat over him. Uh, but, uh, there are some moves to be made, uh, as we set up sort of, you know, obviously where you have to sort of recalibrate the, the draft situation, which is. Uh, why I've sort of held off doing mock draft stuff because I, I've been all aboard uh, Trevon Morig uh, to this point, and I'm still not ruling it out. I still might take him if he's sitting there at 26. I think he's that good, and I think you can use that many guys. But you know, more and more, I think we're heading towards uh, trade downtown. Well, even still, though, I mean, it may not be you know Morig. It could be you know one of these players that could be available. You know within you know day two or whatever but you know you don't exit off because as we saw last year how quickly did a four safety safety rotation you know turn then into a two safety rotation i think the trade of ronnie harrison was going to happen regardless of the, the asking price that it was um but you never stop tinkering that's what good nfl franchises do we're going to get to a little bit more here with pete um pete's going to scour twitter make sure we have nobody else to talk about uh joining the browns here uh, folks, just because football season is over does not mean your betting interests have to end. And there's only one place to do it and one place that has you covered that we trust here at Locked On, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it is the NCAA tournament, brackets, so many games to wager on, NBA, NHL, MLB's on the horizon, NFL draft prop bets. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Pete, some interesting days today. There's just no way around it. How about starting with? the New England Patriots being heavy players in free agency, something we've never seen before. John New Smith, uh, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Matthew Judon. You don't know who your quarterback is yet. Interesting day. Well, I think the biggest takeaway for the Patriots is the fact that Tom Brady's gone and no one wants to play there. Um, and, yeah, they're signing guys. They no, are you paying. Pay. You're not getting these team-friendly deals anymore. No, you're paying a, a, a ton of money. I mean, Johnny Smith got a ton of guaranteed money, and and I, I don't think it's an unreasonable contract. It, it 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 just further highlights how good tight ends are in terms of investment. Um, you know, four years, fifty, basically pretty similar to what Austin Hooper got. Um, and then uh, they get Judon, who is a Better, he's sort of an underrated player in some respects. He's a really good run defender. He's not a great pass rusher. He's never been a 
you know, double digit sack guy, but he is sort of a pretty good all around player. So for a team like the Patriots who value sort of, you know, being fundamentally sound and, and, and doing your job and all that, he's a good player. Um, Nelson Aguilar getting, you know, 26 million over two years is, is eye popping. Um, you know, Kendrick Bourne, they, they resigned Carl Davis. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're signing De- Devin Godchow. I mean, and and they've got Cam Newton coming back. None of these moves make them like a good team. They're still a really good potential third place team in the AFC, depending on what the Dolphins get from Tua, uh, or if they trade for somebody else with Tua. Um, that's sort of real. Really, the question is: if you the can Dolphins- say the Dolphins are rolling out unnamed quarterback B, and they're still a better team than New England or the Jets. They have more talent overall, but, you know, we'll see. The, the Jets are kind of interesting in what they're doing, uh, but obviously that's going to depend on, on what they what they do at quarterback. So, I mean, I, 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 the Patriots are getting a lot of headlines. I just don't know if that team matters at all, and it really seems like we're desperate for that team to matter, and I'm not sure why. They're not interesting. They were awful on TV. So, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, that Jets – Patriots game in December is going to be a, a barn burner to see who finishes fourth, I guess. Um, it's just not terribly interesting to me. I think what's, you know, the Jags, Jacksonville Jaguars are, are in a similar deal where they're signing a bunch of players that played for Urban Meyer at some point. Um, they're paying a lot for special teams guys. Um, they got a pretty good defensive tackle there. Uh, that used to play with the Bears. Um, he's kind of interesting. The rest of their signings just don't do much, and, and they're not done. I mean, they're 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 trying. Uh, I I just don't really see where this thing's going. What I find most interesting about today so far is the AFC North. The Browns obviously got John Johnson. Nobody else has done anything, and the Steelers weren't expected to. The Bengals. I'm waiting to God find bless out. Them. Well, I'm just they're waiting trying. to find They'd out. They'd love to. I'm waiting to find out that they have no money, like legitimately have no cash, uh, that they're one of the few teams that's, you know, that is their business. That is how they, they make money. Uh, and with as much as the, the, the league sort of lost last year, um, I'm curious to see if, if that's really a problem that they just don't have the cash. They, they, they put in a bid for Kevin Zeitler and it wasn't nearly as much as what the Ravens did. So that the Ravens ultimately got him, but the Ravens have just let Judon and Yannick Ngakwe walk. I thought they might be a player for John Johnson, which was my nightmare. Uh, and they have done neither. So the, the Ravens get a guard. Get, Kevin Zeitler is a good professional guard that will certainly help that team but they don't have much else and their team is taking a step backward and and they'll have a million draft picks and they'll be able to get some help there and maybe that they're better off in that respect but this was a team that had Super Bowl aspirations last year Uh, they went pretty heavy all in and they look like they're taking some significant steps backwards and obviously there's plenty of time uh, to continue to improve but I I don't see how this team is going to be you know as good as they were last year, which is tough because they weren't great last year. And a lot of that had to do with the quarterback. So 
you know, we, we the further we go into this, the more it's about what Lamar Jackson has to offer. Um, so there are a couple of teams making some big plays. Overall, it's not like a super exciting day uh, because, like, in another team, like the Texans, they're sending a bunch of players. They're, they're, they, they really seem like they want to be the Atlanta Hawks where you're going to, like, accidentally uh, – land on them watching a game and you're going to find a whole bunch of guys. You're going, wait, really? He's still in the league and, or wow. I didn't realize that guy's playing there. Like they're that team. So, I mean, so that like, there's a lot of movement on that front, but um, I, I don't think any Hustling of it is sideways. terribly important. No, I mean, really, I, you know, the, as I said at the, you know, John Johnson is a game changer. He is a shift the balance of power type play. Um, and nobody else has really done that. No, um, but you talk about you. You talk about these these Browns safeties. Obviously, there's a lot there. Thought of you know Grant Talbot even coming back from an Achilles. Obviously, we all kind of, as a fan base, everybody covering this team. One of the bright spots last year was Ronnie Harrison, and we all knew what Joe Woods was trying to say. We all knew the premise. We all knew it didn't work out last year. So not only did they say this is something we know Joe Johnson wants to do, hell, we're going to double down on it. We're not even going to risk it. We're going to go get you the top safety on the market, perhaps in the Browns' eyes, the top defensive player on the market. And all right, if this is what you want to do, we saw it with Ronnie Harrison. We kind of saw it a little bit with some subpar players. Carl Joseph had his moments. Andrew Sandejo, there was a lot of bad but there was some good. All right, then. <laughs> all in. Here are all the chips. We're going to get you what you need. And if you believe this will work with a shutdown cornerback in Denzel Ward, we'll work at the other cornerback position. We'll get a little bit more pass rush. But if you believe, and this is your premise, we did this last year for the offense, we're going to do it this year for the defense. Certainly possible. I mean, they're certainly interested in, in a number of veterans on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we haven't heard a peep on offense. Um, you know, obviously, I think they could make a play for a wide receiver. But as I said earlier, I think the longer th that takes, the less likely it is to happen. Uh, I, I thought the Browns might be a team that tries to get somebody quick um, in that sort of second, third tier area. Obviously, Brashad Perryman, to me, follow, falls in that category. I thought Nelson Aguilar might until he got – you know, thirteen million dollars a year. Um, so, you know, maybe Perriman is still in that type of situation where he's, you know, he's going to sort of feel that pinch. Maybe there's a, a, a signing there. I, I'm kind of interested to see where some of these sort of lower tier guys with some upside go, like a, a Josh Reynolds from the Rams uh, as a receiver. He's not. He's not like flashy but he's been pretty solid he's produced he's got a nice athletic profile he's at least interesting um I, 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 he's not going to be back with the rams so if you don't get a guy like perryman maybe you bring in a guy like reynolds for a year and see what you can get out of him uh, and then slot corners you know uh, I, I there are some guys that are uh, they, they probably won't get much movement today maybe not even tomorrow um but those guys may start coming off the board and if the browns want to save some money there like a guy who who sort of jumps out at me is Corn Elder, uh, who played for the Panthers. He's been pretty good for them, and he probably won't cost much of anything, and it wouldn't stop you from drafting 
more help there, but he is somebody that could at least compete for that. And he's not useless against the run, which I think is kind of critical for what the Browns want to do. You can't just have pure coverage guys as they found out last year with Kevin Johnson. And, and that, not that that wasn't a worthwhile effort. Um, but that, I think that sort of showed itself to be a, a, a real vulnerability. They couldn't afford uh, as the year went on. No, I do agree with you. And, um, you know, I, I'm still going to throw out a name like Brian Poole. Um, uh, Sobo, Brent Soboleski still got me thinking a little about Mackenzie Alexander. Um, and as we talked about it, I was on the other night with um, Stephen Thomas and Jake Burns. And look, uh, this is not something, it's not a spot you put a rookie in. Oh, well, draft so-and-so. Da, da, da. No, you don't. It's it's why this position has become as valued as it is because it, it's it's paramount and you're dealing with the Cole Beasley's of the world and these types of guys, and you need somebody with plenty of experience, and you, it's just something you can't, you know, look, there's young guys who may be capable of it, but it's really, really hard to bank on. Pete's going to check Twitter again and make sure we're currently up to date, and I'm going to tell you about the fantastic folks over at Built Bar. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. Six current new flavors. Trust me, there's more coming down the pipe. There's rumors, there's talks. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Bill Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your coconut almond, 18 grams of protein. 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKEDON15 at BuiltBar.com. As we continue here with my compadre, Mr. Pete Smith, we have some listener questions to get to and i appreciate you guys obviously crazy busy day very very excited everybody pete first one i'm gonna go with is um aditi and i hate to butcher a last name so i won't basically confirming that the browns will sign a top edge this week in your mind pete who is this top edge and let's let it not be bud dupree tennessee if you need some cash we'll set up a gofundme I don't want this guy anywhere near Cleveland, but go ahead, Pete. Who do you think this edge to Cleveland that she essentially referenced today is? Well, I don't know if she's saying they will get one. They're certainly going to try. I mean, they've they've been linked. She to said Trey. they will. Well, they've been linked to Trey Hendrickson. There's a, Jason Lockin Forrest currently reporting that um, the the teams think Carl Lawson's going to end up back with the Bengals. Uh, Bud Dupree is uh, at least strongly linked to the Titans. And, you know, after that, you know, you get to like the Jadevian Clowney situation. Jadevian Clowney is not going to be like cleared from his injury until I, I think sometime in April. So he may not be a factor until May or he may wait like he did last year. He doesn't seem like a big fan of training camp. Uh, he may wait till like July. Um so, yeah, you could sort of go that route. The Browns did it last year, but they had somebody in the in the fold uh, 
um, in that case with Olivier Vernon. So once you get past those guys, you know, who's left? It, it, it's, again, we get right back to the Takaris McKinley type guys, and he's not, to me, a, you know, a, a, a big money guy. I think if you can get him at a nice value, you'd be thrilled. Uh, he can start. That doesn't mean, you know, he's somebody you'd want to start. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I, maybe I'm missing somebody. That Henry Anderson, not really a traditional defensive end. He just signed with the Patriots, allegedly. Uh, so I don't know. So did everybody else. So, I mean, uh, you know, it comes back to Trey Hendrickson being sort of the availability guy. He's sort of the, the, the one they have there. I, I certainly wouldn't guarantee anything on that front just because there are teams that need – uh, defensive end help. Buffalo stands out. I don't know how much money they have, but I know they have enough to sort of make a play for that. So, no, that it's. I'm certainly not going to guarantee anything when when you're basically just saying it's Trey Hendrickson. They they may like him, he may like them, but you know, somebody may come out of left field and offer way more money or or something else that he likes better. Certainly a possibility. Um, and there's obviously a lot of questions here as far as the Browns and the current holding of pick 26. Um, look, it's going to take, you know, a couple more days, a couple more signings to see what's going on here. Um, I'm not saying Pete safety is out at 26 all the way. Uh, but you do have, you know, currently with the signing of John Johnson, the third, you have a gaping hole at your opposite starting defensive end. And currently right now you have what one cornerback on the roster. You have a lot of faith in trade back is always a possibility, but safety at 26, I'm assuming that one's safely put to bed at this point. Um, Certainly possible. I, I like Trevor Morig quite a bit. Uh, I, the guys that's got the defensive end possibilities would be Carlos Dunlap. Maybe I kind of like him. Uh, and then uh, Melvin Ingram the third is sort of hanging out there, coming off a relatively down year. Only played seven games, and he's about to be thirty-two. But he is still productive. Yes, but I mean Ingram, who's played most of his time as a stand-up, you know, outside. If we're going that route, can I just have a son Reddick then? I'd rather have I'd rather have Ingram than Reddick, but that's just me. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not. He's just so small. But that not that not Ingram's that uh, not much bigger. Not, well, he is bigger, but it's not. You're right. It's not. It's not like a, a massive difference. But I, maybe maybe that's the answer. Of course, you know, gauging the reaction you got from him, I, I don't think it's going to be Hassan Reddick. Um, that wasn't him. <laughs> um, so anyway, as far as the draft goes, uh, the guys who stand out now, you know, J.C. Horn may be a guy they would love to get. He may not last that long. Uh, I would bet he won't, but if he's there, certainly that's a guy they would like. I, I would have to imagine he's handsy. You know, the way the NFL is going, some of these DBs just basically dare you to call it on them. But he is a guy who's very comfortable in press, you know, and maybe they're just like, you know, go nuts, press. But given the amount of off-man they play or, or, or theoretically <laughs> would play, um, there might be some adjustment there. Look, I know a lot of people will hate the idea of drafting a receiver at that spot, but I, I don't think Rashad Bateman will go earlier than that. Um, 
certainly not impossible, but who knows? If he's sitting there at 26, he's a really good player. Um, you know, if you want to go ahead and, and start making your transition uh, to life after LSU, uh, or at least some of it, I mean, he's certainly a player that would come in and, and add a different dynamic. Um, there's pass rushers. I love Gregory Rousseau in terms of his potential. I think he's a big ball of clay. But, you know, that comes with some drawbacks that he's not a polished guy. Uh, you know, I'm not on Jason Owa. I'm just not. That's To me, that's not going to work. I, I, I don't want any part of Phillips and his, his medical history. You Jason know, if- Owa, right now, in my eyes, he is the girl that every dude is attracted to and then finds out you could go five, six, seven dates, and you're still maybe graduating to holding hands. There's got to be some damn production. I don't care how athletic you are, and you can test through the roof. But, my man, how the hell did you not end up with a quarterback in your arms? It it, it just makes absolutely no sense. And it's the old adage of, Pete, you know, looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Well, it's just, you know, Rutgers is too good. You know, you don't just walk into – you know, he's you just Piscataway, and just you, you know, take you don't just walk in. You don't just walk into that East Piscataway and just walk in there and get a bunch of sacks. So, I'm not in on Owa. You know, if Quiddy Pay somehow falls, I don't think he will. Certainly, I think he's ideal. Maybe the Broncos did last year trade up. Phillips. This is similar last year to Jacob Phillips, Patrick Queen. Would you rather have Shaka Tony round four or five, or Jason Owa top thirty-two? I'll take the gamble on Tony. It's a little later, and I'm not nearly as heavily invested. And I see warts in Owa's game. Yeah, I mean, so once you get through those guys, uh, you know, unless they love Asante Samuel, I certainly do. Uh, then who has you not know, met with the Browns as of yet? Just so everybody knows. Well, I don't know what that even means, but who even knows with Zoom? But I'm just saying. But if if those aren't good options, then it's then it's trade down, and I and, you know it's more and more that seems like the most likely scenario. I, I, the other guy, obviously, I think that will be in consideration again. I think he will go earlier. I th- don't think he should go that even that early as Christian Barmore. I would rather knock it out in free agency and just forget it this year. But there are things that I think the Browns will like about Barmore. He is strong. He's a little bit bigger. He is pretty quick. Uh, you know he's inconsistent in certain games he was an absolute nightmare and in other games he's relatively invisible um, there's a safeness so, to that pick so you know those know are <laughs> those are options again at that point i think trading down makes the most sense uh and and trying to get more picks especially picks if you can get them in 2022 uh but you know, if there's teams that want to come up and get a quarterback at that fifth year option, you know, that's Offensive a great place tackle. to be. Tackle certainly tackle. another positional position that, you know, fat kids go first. So, you know, that's a position that, that teams need desperately, especially with the amount of pass rusher money going around, um, you know, and, and teams like the Chiefs that, that you know, they just signed Joe Thune to a, a boatload of money. Uh, they're going to probably need to go get a tackle. Uh, maybe they trade up. You know, they're only at thirty. You know, they're only at thirty-one. But nevertheless, 
Uh, Lucas so, Niang, your boy Prince Teo Winogo, also in house. But I mean, you're probably want to be bring in a veteran and have you know, or at least a first round pick. Have those two maybe battle it out for spots. Anybody who's worried about the Kansas City Chiefs it makes me laugh. Just don't worry about the Chiefs; they know what they're doing. Yeah, so I mean, you know, at that point, you let Andrew Barry do what Andrew Barry does. I mean, you know, what did we get? You know, obviously, we, we're not thrilled with the unfortunate injury of of, of Grant Delpit, but the move down, getting your guy, and then the move down uh, in the third round, adding another pick. You know, those. Th- this is sort of where you let Andrew Barry sort of operate from a position of strength and and continue to compile assets and. And those type of things, and 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 I think if they compile those assets, they may trade some for players. Um, you know, especially in this wonky year with with the salary cap, uh, there may be some opportunities. So it may be a situation where the Browns trade for somebody. I mean, like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I would just point out the New Orleans Saints are still over the cap, um, with with two days to go in the league year, um, to to get under. So if the Browns were to say give up things for Marshawn Lattimore to bring in a corner, which would be, you know, really, really uh, this was good. You preface it. Who, what picks are, what picks are you willing to give up to make this happen? Um, so my thought process with Marshawn Lattimore is that, you know, your, your first and second round pick are gold are gold. Um, you're hoping those are two contract players. So you're willing to get one contract players in the third round. So to me, I think that third round is where you start talking. So you give the Saints uh, back their third rounder from last year, or whichever one. I I, I don't care, but a third no, no, round. No, we pick, always get screwed on these deals. They get ninety one, we keep eighty nine. But go ahead. Um, and then uh, you know, you add in a sweetener like you, 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 it could be a fifth round pick this year, it could be you know fourth round pick next year, it could be a conditional pick, it could be you know a player. You know, it could be Gree Williams. You know, I, I have no idea what their evaluation of him would be. Um, but if, you know, they have to pay him $10.24 million, there's no restructuring that. It's the fifth-year option. So if they decide they can't get out of it and they need to move him and get something for it, the Browns are sort of a spot that could could land him, absorb the contract, they'd have to start restructuring. And then they would extend him. Um, then you'd have presumably – Ward, Lattimore, now Johnson, and Garrett in this team for the next at least three years, uh, which would, you know, at least nominally be a pretty damn good defense on paper. Uh, but that's sort of the dream scenario. Now, who knows? Maybe somebody's willing to offer him more. The other the other challenge with that is obviously the Browns' third-round picks aren't as good as they normally are. Um, there may be teams that are willing to give up an earlier third-round pick, and the Saints don't care where that pick comes from. Um and they may be happier to send him to a team that's not going to bother them. Uh, so we'll see. But they, they're they struggling, uh, and, as are the Rams, to, to get under the salary cap. So, And if you look at the Saints, they've restructured just about everybody left on their roster other than rookie deals they can't mess with. So we'll see what, what that looks like. But uh, if, if they, especially if they trade away picks to go get somebody, they may be even more inclined to trade down to sort of recoup those picks so they can continue to add to their roster. No doubt about it. But look, either way, folks, obviously not the. Uh, okay, the Bud Blitz. Dupree. Bud Dupree is going to the Titans. Thank God. All right. Congratulations, Bud Dupree. Congratulations to the Tennessee Titans. Folks, if something breaks, 
maybe we'll get back here again tonight. We'll get this up as quick as possible. John Johnson the third, second year in a row. Andrew Barry goes out and gets you one of the top positional talents available for his team. Great day. Huge asset. Key, if he wants to wear 43, John Johnson the third, you got my blessing, brother. I'll rock one of those 43 jerseys because this is how important and how distinct of a move this was done today. He is Pete Smith. Check out everything at Browns Digest on SI.com. Pete and his team have been killing it all offseason. Obviously, now, this time of year, they will continue. Make sure you're checking everything out over there. Make sure you're following my buddy at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, me, personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Closing in on 11,000 followers. Can we get that done here? I don't care. My kids do. However, though, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. Ideas, questions, guys, you know you can contact me anyway, anyhow, and I will do my best to try to get back to you guys. All you do for me, all you do for the show, I'm always trying to return that in spades. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe to Lockdown Browns. Leave a five-star rating for Lockdown Browns. Leave a written review for Lockdown Browns, please and thank you. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.